This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Round one of the NFL Draft will be kicking off in less than 48 hours from now, from when our lips are touching these microphones. We are jacked up. We are in the end game. Do you remember that old segment on NFL Tonight? Jacked, jacked they had to, up. They did like get rid of it because I know the concussion you can't violence. Yeah, we're trying to get that out of the sport, but nothing was better than a good. He got jacked, jacked up. Oh my god. They need to bring that back. Forget about this whole concussion thing. Like, they need to bring that segment Tell back. Tell the truth. But I'm jacked up for this NFL draft here. And I always think that when it comes to drafts, blows every other sport out of the water. Like this, Absolutely. The especially only one round close. one. Especially round one. The only one that comes close is the NBA. Yes. But really, on but the that's NBA, only whenever there's like a stud in it. But like not a only Zion that. But not only that. I mean, you think about it. It's only like those first. It's those lottery picks. The first eight picks. Yeah. Because beyond that, yeah. no one knows Draymond Green's going to be who he is when you picked him in the second round when you're Golden State. You know I what I mean? Say like Thursday, Friday, even. Of the NFL draft. Yeah, second round is, is still just enticing because there's still a lot of but guys. The first that, round is appointment television. There's nothing. I mean, there's nothing better when it comes to non actual sport action. I would actually argue that I would rather watch the first round of the NFL draft than a baseball game. Right now? Right? For sure. Right? Well, the time of year, April. I would argue Jacob, I would argue I'd rather watch the first round of the NFL draft than the World Series. Oh, that's the baseball good one. so boring. That's, At least the draft is moving. That's how good the draft is, or, or has how become bad baseball. But is. also equally how bad baseball has become as well. All right, let's roll up our sleeves here. Let's do a mock draft 2.0. We did one previously, but we this did. is the 2.0 version of the first round of the 2022 NFL draft. No trades. I know that that's not going to happen, but. I mean, I just can't do it. There's too many dialogue boxes Plus that pop biased. up on my computer. Like, yes, like Steelers a... number one overall. I'll take <laughs> hey, Kayvon Jackson, Thibodeau. Hey, Jackson, why don't you take the first overall pick? Oh, my God. Plus your next year's first round pick for the Steelers 20. What's this? We just picked Aiden Hutchinson, and then we also got to trade our seventh round pick to the Lions for the number two pick, and we're going to take Evan Neal. I mean, this is incredible. So, no, we're not going to do any trades. We're going to pick straight up. First overall is the Jacksonville Jaguars because – they always are the first overall pick. It's been two years in a row now that Jacksonville will be picking at number one. Aiden Hutchinson has been linked to them for a while now. Daniel Jeremiah has them taking Aiden Hutchinson in his first-round mock draft. A lot of people have Hutchinson going to the Jaguars. Thibodeau was kind of the guy at the beginning of the college football season. That's morphed into Aiden Hutchinson now, so I think they're going to take Hutchinson with number one overall, the Michigan boy. Yeah, it seems like it, doesn't it? It really does. That moves on to the Detroit Lions then picking at number two. And this is where it could get tricky. You could see Malik Willis maybe go to the Lions. You could see them take Kayvon Thibodeau. Maybe Evan Neal, the offensive tackle, get some of that tackle help. I think there's a lot of ways you can go with this. One player, though, that is rocketing up boards is Trayvon Walker, the edge out of Georgia. And that's where Daniel Jeremiah has the Lions taking is him out of Georgia. I don't think that... To be quite honest with you, he is that good. I don't know if he's going to get to be picked to the Lions when guys like Kevon Thibodeau is still there. I think Thibodeau is a little bit better and will probably be taken before him. But I do see the Lions taking an edge rusher here. Unless you want to take Phyllis. Unless you want to take Willis. No, they have a decent offensive line. Uh, apparently, it's not as bad as people would expect it to be considering how bad Detroit is year in, year out. Do they just kind of stay afloat with Goff and wait for the next quarterback class where they have options and they're not 
feel like forced to go with just one guy? Because they're not going to take Kenny Pickett or, in two, are they? Or you wait and see who's there at number 32. Right. I, it's very these, – these mock experts that are self-proclaimed saying that there could be five guys, five quarterbacks going in the first round. I just don't see five teams. I see two, Max. I don't know about two minimum. Uh, see, I just don't think that they're going to – I don't think Ritter, Corral, or Howe is going to end up in the first two round. Two minimum. Yeah. But it could be also be two max. I would take Thibodeau if I was the Lions. Get that edge rusher in there. I think that's a guy that's right up Dan Campbell's alley too. You know what I mean? Just a total dominant edge kind of player. That's what I would take. So I'd go Thibodeau there. Two that's edge fine. rushers, one, two. Right yeah, the there you go. In this mock draft. That's how it goes. Number three for the Houston Texans. I think we did this in our last mock draft for the first round, and I think I want to do it again. I would take Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame here, because A, good pick, good player, gives you some juice for your fan base, starts to build that defense, but also B, he ain't going to win your football games on his own. He can be an all-pro, and you'd still win three games on the season and pick in the top ten, which is, I think, their goal next year is to keep picking in the top ten. Helping yourself toward the future, but not ruining the present. Right. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. And, again, that's a guy that in three or four years, if your team is ready to compete again, will already be a – he'd be wearing a C on his chest as far as Mm – he'd be one of the most veteran members of that team. So I think Hamilton makes sense here for the Texans. That brings us to the New York Jets. And I think if Evan Neal is still on the board here at four, got to take him because you need to just protect Zach Wilson. You need to find out if Zach Wilson's the guy – but even if Zach Wilson isn't the guy, Evan Neal's a pick. He could end up being like Joe Thomas. You know what I mean? He could just be there forever, Hall of Fame kind of career, and just play for the Jets. So I mean, Evan Neal I, is— I pick him now for Zach Wilson, but it's also a pick that if Wilson busts, I have a great tackle for whatever quarterback's right. next. Evan Neal is what I think, maybe not to the level of, the extent of, that Penny Sewell was last year. He was just—you he, know he's going to be— their best lineman, regardless of center guard or tackle, to come out of this draft class. Now, when we move to the other New York team, I think they would have snatched Evan Neal up immediately if he had made it to the Giants. But Equem- the Giants certainly would have loved to have had some offensive line help, that's for sure. Ekem Aquanu, though, is still there out of NC State. Maybe they go with him. Charles Cross out of Mississippi State, maybe they go with him. One of those two guys is still going to be there when you pick again at seven, so, therefore, I would take Trayvon Walker, the edge out of Georgia, there. The guy that six. keeps f***ing up people's draft I, I or mock drafts. At, I draft him at five because I know he's not going to be at there. Maybe. get Cross or Iquanu with a, my next yeah. pick if I'm right, the right, right, right. And I think the Panthers could take Trayvon Walker it's possible. if we let him go to that. It's them. possible. So, I would take Trayvon Walker here with the New York Giants. Carolina Panthers, now this is where it gets really interesting. They're not going to take Sauce Gardner, the cornerback, because they just picked a cornerback in the first round last year. I mean, you could have more than one, but I just don't think they're going to. Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty, is this going to happen? Is he going to go to Carolina? Well, it I, feels like the writing's I, on the wall for can that. Can I float something out out sauce? Float it out. Did they not just part ways with Stephon Gilmore? They did, but who was the guy they drafted last year? And I'm, I can't believe I'm oh, forgetting oh, his he's, name. Oh. He was a top 10 pick. He was a cornerback. Yes. Yeah, he's a stud. I'll find his name out in a second. But that's why I know exactly that, who you're talking That's about. why I kind of hold back from the Panthers is because, or from the Panthers taking Sauce Gardner, is I don't know if it's the right move. Like, you can always use two stud corners, but I just think they're going to be like, ah, oh, we took a corner. He, he got hurt in training camp. JC Horn. Right. He got, didn't he get hurt in training camp or he something did, like and that? He did, he's listed as questionable still. 
But I don't know. I think I think this Malik Willis thing is going to happen to Carolina. I think he's going to be the only quarterback taken in the top 10 and I think he's going to go to the Panthers. I just think that that's right. it's just a match made in heaven. So Willis to the Panthers. We already talked about the Giants picking next at 7. I'll give him a Quanu, the highest rated tackle left on the board. Now that brings you to the Atlanta Falcons. Now, when we did our mock draft for the Steelers in the last episode, the Falcons traded up and took Jordan Davis. Now they're sitting at number eight. And he's still there. You think they're going to take him here? Other guys I could see them take is Sauce Gardner because you could just use a star. Atlanta is kind of like Houston where they can go almost any direction and no one would fault them for going that way. Absolutely. I maybe would stay away from Charles Cross. I mean, you could always use a tackle, but... Be building around Mariota on the offensive line? I don't think so. What about wide receivers? I mean, Garrett Wilson's the best really wide receiver one. left there. They don't have one now that Ridley is suspended for gambling and Julio Jones has moved on to what will be his third team since being in Atlanta. Quarterell Patterson. He's gone. No, he's still on the team. Did they sign him? I thought that he left. I think I'm pretty sure he's I think Cordero Patterson decided to hightail it out of there from Atlanta. If they still have him, though. That's pretty good. Yeah, he did. He decided to return to Atlanta. That's a good resign from the Falcons. But, but he's, he's, he's more, more of a running, running back. back. And last yeah. year he played more of a yeah, running back. Absolutely. Than he did. So you don't really have a go to number one receiver. But do you have the right quarterback to have oh, that go to? Certainly not. So I might stray away from that. I but pick, but I, here's another thing similar to the Texans. That's why I said you could go any direction, no one would fault you. A wide receiver kind of helps. You, get, you break him into the league, and then next year you don't expect Atlanta to be vastly improved with the help of Mariota, you're still picking in the top 10 maybe next year, then you, then that's when you go after the quarterback. And by that time, you have a second-year wide receiver who could be a big help to him. Probably lean on taking Jordan Davis if I was the Falcons mm. in this draft. I just don't want that. I know because we're selfish and we yeah. want him to make it to the Steelers, but let's be quite honest. He's not getting the 20. So I'd pick Jordan Davis here to go to Atlanta. Seattle up next. I think Seattle takes Sauce Gardner. Oh, we had Richard Sherman as a cornerstone of our last Legion of Boom. Let's bring in another cornerback. And he is by far the best corner in this class, according to people. I know Stingley Jr. out of LSU is going to go in the first round, too. But Sauce is number one to everybody, to every He's number one, and he's number one in the the first name category as well. So sick. Well, his first name is Ahmad, but I would call myself Sauce, Sauce. too. Yeah, absolutely. Sauce Gardner goes to the Seahawks. That brings the Jets up next. I think they take Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. I think the Jets need a better wide receiver than Braxton Berrios to throw the ball sure. to. And I think that Garrett Wilson just... Is that the number one guy in New York? Braxton Berrios? Yeah. Uh, there's another guy there, too, that's okay, but they don't have anybody. as a. As is a... Jamison Crowder still there? I don't think he might be, but is that Maybe. really a weapon that no. you want for Zach no. Wilson's development? Or is Garrett Wilson more of a weapon that you want for Zach Wilson's development? So... I think the Jets take Zach or Garrett Wilson here, and let's just pause and look at the Jets. Number four, Evan Neal. Number ten, Garrett Wilson. That's how you help a young quarterback. That's how you find out if this quarterback is legit or not. Get him some protection and get him someone to throw to. But it's the Jets, so they might not draft as smartly as we, <laughs> as we have drafted here. They might take a cornerback the and Jets then a quarter. Be like, doing themselves a favor and just say anyone who is a show, just pick our players for us. Yeah, seriously. Washington Commanders, I think I'm just going to pick Charles Cross to them, the offensive tackle out of Mississippi State. I like it because Always I use don't line think... Help. And, and I don't I think like... they're convinced about Wentz, but they're going to talk themselves into being convinced about Wentz. So do I that don't know why they're tackle. not convinced of Wentz. Because uh, he lost the must-win in Jacksonville last that. year. I get that, but... Could... <sighs> you like him. You think he's still got some potential. Uh, he's got something to contribute, right? Would you rather have Mitch or Wentz? 
Mitch. I think that says it all right there, then. That's true. <laughs> I think that says it all right there. Number 12, the Minnesota Vikings. Makes a lot of sense for me for them to take Jermaine Johnson. He's an edge out of Florida State. I think they need to rebooster that pass rush. Could also see them taking Derek Stingley Jr., though, the corner out of LSU. But I think it's a defensive pick at this point for the line. Vikings have everything they could ever dream well, of on offense. You don't think Stingley is the right defensive pick for them? I, I, I'll i pick him right now. I just did it. I think okay. that it could have gone either way with those yeah. two. I think defense is what they should attack first. They don't need a wide receiver. They don't need a running back. They don't need a running they back. Don't, I don't know how much help they need on the offensive line. They're not going to get any better of a quarterback in this class right. than they already have. Offensive line, to your point, has been better. They've protected Kirk Cousins the best he's been protected in his career at this point so far. So, It seemed obvious they were going to go defense. It's defense for them as well. And then that brings us back to the Houston Texans. And we pick Kyle Hamilton. I, I take Jermaine Johnson here, that edge out of Florida State. Just keep adding yeah, the defense. Yeah, absolutely. Def- build the defense because that's a way you can still be bad. And you can be balanced by the something. time your quarterback comes around. You have your quarterback who can lead your offense, and your defense is already taken like, care of. Like, what's going to steal you more wins? A good quarterback and good wide receiver or a good defensive edge rusher and a good safety? Exactly. It's obviously the quarterback and the receiver. Right. So you protect your tanking now while also starting to build that defense back up, which Houston, when they were good, they were defense. That was the identity of the team. It was, of Clown, it it was started, Clowney and JJ. And then it moved to Watson and Hopkins. Right. But at the beginning, when it was they were running Shaw like, out was, there and TJ Yates, it was all defense. Right. It was like Watt and Brian Cushing. You remember that guy? Hell yeah. And then Cushing kind of fell off, and then they were not replaced him because he was an inside linebacker, but they added to the defense with Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, so I agree. Baltimore Ravens, I think they take Jamison Williams. You just got to take a wide receiver, right? Yeah. You have to. Like, There's just no excuse for you to not take that wide receiver. My fear, though, is that if somehow Jordan Davis is, or gets passed up on like a team like Atlanta, you would end up going right there. Yeah, I think that's definitely a risk, but... You think it's a risk by Baltimore? Or, I mean, for the Steelers, as far as the Steelers, yeah, I mean, yeah. it'd be a risk for that. If Jordan Davis were to get past the Falcons and then, say, the Vikings, too, because yeah, I think they're a team that right, could take him, true. there's no shot. Even the Texans. There's no shot he gets past the Ravens. But maybe he should if you're the Ravens. You need a wide receiver. Yeah. Take the best one there when you're drafting, no matter who else is on the board. And I think they will take Jamison Williams. Number 15. Especially if Jordan Davis isn't there. Number 15. I think we get another edge off the board to the Philadelphia Eagles. George Karlofidis from Purdue. Or... Do you see them going offensive tackle with Trevor Penning, helping bolster that offensive line, which is already pretty decent, to be honest with you? It's decent, but we know that running offense isn't as potent as it once was at Miles Sanders' peak, and maybe that could have been because of the offensive line. Edge or offensive tackle, you choose. I'll say it's more likely they go edge. All right, so George Karlofitis goes to Philadelphia Eagles out of Purdue. I do. Number 16 all is the New Orleans Saints. I think they take Kenny Pickett. Is this the, is, I, I think, was going to say, is this the Kenny Pickett pick? I think they take Kenny Pickett. I think James you Winston have... is obviously more talented than Kenny Pickett. That's a lot of injuries now and a lot of miles on him, though. And you're coming off of a bad ACL injury. I don't have as much faith as you as I did in Joe Burrow coming off that injury. I think it's a really good spot for Pickett to go in. He doesn't have to be named the starter right away. But by the middle of the season, you see him taking the starting snaps for the for the Saints. Um, I'm trying to remember. It was. I don't even know who their head coach is. Was it just some coordinator uh, on that Bruce team? Allen. It's Dennis Bruce, Allen. Bruce or Dennis? Whatever Dennis Allen. Is. I believe. Yeah, is I think what it's it Dennis. Is. Yeah, Bruce Allen was the football player. Yeah, right. Dennis Allen's the head coach. 
Yeah, just copy paste generic white guy. That's what their head coach is. <laughs> All right, number seven. But, but my question is, he's a he was the D coordinator, mm-hmm. so I don't think he has any relationship with Jameis Winston. That is oh, so mean, yeah. healthy that he would say, I'd rather go with him over Pickett. Yeah, it's not like he's inheriting Rodgers right. and you're LaFleur, where it's right, like, right, oh, right. there's no question he's my guy. Although LaFleur picked a quarterback, too, even though there was no question it was his guy. In his first year. Number his 17 year. overall, the Chargers, go Chargers, go. They had the best offensive lineman in the draft class last year in Rashawn Slater on the outside at tackle. I think they pick Zion Johnson here at guard wow. and just keep boosting yeah. that offensive line. They don't need receivers. They don't need running backs. Maybe you could talk me into a tight end, but like I'm not picking a tight end in the first round if it's not Kyle Pitts. And we know they're good at quarterback. They just signed so many. J.C. Jackson. I mean, they signed a ton of players to help the defense out. Pick Zion Johnson here. And boy, oh boy, are the Chargers looking like they're building into a best team in the NFL kind of roster. And I know you hate you saying that. You know what that. I'm going to say? I'm not saying this year, but like if they do pick Johnson here and they keep adding to the line and they keep signing these players and they have the good receivers and Herbert continues to develop, they're definitely on the track of becoming elite. You can't argue that. Yeah, I'm just. But they're the charges, keep so keep waiting. But they're the charges, so you just never know how that'll end up working out. Now, with the Philadelphia Eagles up next, I would take Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah. Could always use some inside linebacking help in Philadelphia, and I think that they would end up snagging him. Number 19 overall, the Saints are on the board again. You picked a quarterback with your first pick. Why not take Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa? Help him out a little bit. Pick. Help him out a little bit. Because so. you did also just lose Trayvon Armstead. That's a great point. Bring on in Trevor Penning. Mm-hmm. Just throw him right there. Have him... Develop with Pickett, have a nice little marriage there between your tackle and your quarterback. Like that line of thinking. Steelers number twenty, boom. Chris Olave, done He's again. there. He's there again. <laughs> hey, we're two for two today. Let's talk realistically on who could take him. The Saints and the Eagles could take him. There's I, a lot of teams that could. I think the could. Eagles could definitely take him. The Eagles are a team similar to the Ravens, where they're they're so desperate to land a wide receiver. Now they hit last year. Right. Devonte Smith is good, but that's after missing a thousand times. Jalen Rager. What was it? The pick before Justin Jefferson, I believe. Yep, yep. It's they're not the best as far as drafting mm-hmm. that position is concerned. All right, New England Patriots. But it's it's crazy to think that yeah, they finally got someone decent enough in Devontae Smith, who was the Heisman winner, but they didn't get it, uh, the kid in Miami, Jalen Waddle. They didn't get Jamar Chase the year before that. It's just it's crazy. I got New England taking a wide receiver, Drake London out of USC. Get some help for, for um, oh my God, what's his name? Mac Jones. Get yes. some help for him. He obviously needs a, a decent receiving threat. So I take London there. There's going to be some receivers flying off the board here now. Right, because now he has some receiver desperate teams. Now Next it's Green up, Bay, it, so it's got to be Traylon yep. Burks, the, yep. the next highest rated wide receiver. He's got to go to Green Bay. Arizona probably doesn't need a corner. I think they need some help on defense. They just lose Chandler Jones. Andrew Booth Jr., Daxton Hill, Keir, Elam, and Trent McDuffie are all the best-rated defensive players. All of them are in the secondary, though. Yeah. They have Buda Baker at safety, so I don't think they need anything there. I mean, you could use a, a, co, a co-worker back yeah. there, but as far as you were talking about linebacker or defensive tackle or someone to replace, uh, N'Kobe Dean out of Georgia, I think that would be the pick that they end up snagging. I mean, you get, a bit great, of a reach. you get a good defensive player on the best defensive team in football. In the history of college football, right. I think. So take N'Kobe Dean to the Arizona Cardinals. That you means... know what's kind of weird, Tom? This is maybe the last time we'll get the chance to talk about it since the draft 
we won't be able to talk until after the draft. People talked about the Joe Burrow-led LSU offense being one of the best college football offenses we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like Georgia's getting the respect they deserve on the defensive side of the ball for this past year. No, that's fair. They definitely were probably the best defensive team we've ever seen in the history of college football, though. You could make the argument you for don't, that. You don't pick six Nick Saban to win the national championship. That just doesn't happen. When your coach was telling him to get down the whole time. <laughs> yeah. All right, the Dallas Cowboys picking next. Man, it's tough for them to figure out where they should go. They have corners. Maybe they're they go. very they're a very loaded and balanced team. The, the Cowboys are. They have had a great offensive say, line forever, but I, I might, would say I was just going to say I think they should maybe address the offensive line here. Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M, yeah, the offensive guard, because even if you know you still have a good one, you're getting older at that offensive line spot. Buffalo Bills. They just lost. Le- they just lost Levi Wallace. I think you bring in Andrew Booth Jr. Sure. Cornerback out of Clemson, help out in that secondary for them. That brings the Tennessee Titans on the clock next. That's a tough decision too. A lot of safeties and a lot of corners are still available. Uh, one person. The Titans could really use help. Uh, didn't the Titans also have a, a a secondary guy in the first round last year who was also a question mark? I think you're right about that. The guy that's jumping out on me is Perion Winfrey from Oklahoma. Get a defensive tackle. Get a big. Big guy up front for them, although they have good defensive tackles. So what am I talking about? Uh, maybe take this, take the uh, the corner Kyrie Elam out of out of Florida. Let me just double check to make sure I, I'm correct about this. Yeah, Caleb Farley, the cornerback out of Virginia Tech. Oh, so they took a corner last year, Daxton Hill, the safety. Maybe pair him with Byard in that secondary. And have he was nice hurt all year. Punch. He had four total tackles last year. So you you really need to help out your secondary, considering he obviously didn't contribute. At least in his first year. All right, so we'll take the corner then. That's we'll take Kier Elam to the Tennessee Titans. And then I think just because he's the best prospect available, the, the Buccaneers end up taking Daxton Hill out of Michigan. They just lost Jordan Whitehead, mm-hmm. their safety, this past offseason. So it makes sense that they would go to him. Now you get back to the Green Bay Packers. And let's see who the best wide receiver is available. Christian Watson, who is the 38th overall prospect. So it would be a bit of a reach. But if you're the Packers, you don't pick again until later in the second round. So these Jahan Dotsons and Christian Watsons won't be there when you have to pick a wide receiver next. And you can't really just bank off of one first-round receiver along with the other guys. You know, we always struggle to name the guys, the receivers in Green Bay. But that was when it was like Marquez Valdez-Scantling and and Geronimo Allison and but now those guys are gone. So now you really have no idea who the receivers are. I, in I guess Bay. you have to take, sure. say, Christian Watson, just because what else are you going to really take at that spot that's going to help you as much as he would? Kansas City has the next two picks here. One of them, I think, will be Trent McDuffie, the corner, out of Washington. I think that's just an obvious pick for them. And then I think Jaquan Brisker would be the next pick, the safety out of Penn State. Got to bring someone in to replace the Honey Badger, right? Sure. Might as well be brisker out well, of, I, oh, although you know what forget about brisker because i just totally noticed lewis cine is still available mm-hmm. so he's better we'll take cine georgia's safety can't go wrong taking from that no, georgia defense the runner-up last year the cincinnati Bengals. what are the uh offensive line options here blenderbaum I th- makes sense doesn't it i just picked it yeah. because it makes so much sense and now finally do the Lions use the last pick in the first round on Corral on a, or Sam Howell? Or Desmond Ritter? Or do they go with maybe a Jaquan Brisker? I think or, it's I think it's not the end of the world for them to do that. To, to take go, Brisker? No, no, no. I was going to say to take Corral. Let's take Corral then. 
I don't think it's that far-fetched that they would do that either. No. In fact, I think they would view that as a luxury pick and be like, hey, he's going to go in the next couple picks anyway once the second round starts. Why don't we have a sh- Why don't we see what Corral can first? And right. it won't be the end of the world if he's bad, but no, it could you be already, the start of you something already, glorious if he's great. Didn't they get Thibodeau at number two? Is that who we went with? I'd have to double-check that real quick. The Lions picked Thibodeau. Yeah, yeah number there two. you go. So there's your guy, like your face right. guy. And right, then, right, right, right. Take the quarterback to end the first. That's round. it. That's so we how have three it's quarterbacks go. going in the first round. I said minimum About two. You said maximum five two. Five receivers going in the first round. Goose egg on the running backs going in the first round. You're you're a you're a betting man, right? Yes. If if there's a line out there, I'm sure there is. A prop bet or something like that. Quarterbacks taken in the first round, two and a half. You going over or under? under. Wow. Ooh, actually, that's my brain saying to go under. It should be it, it'll be over because some NFL team will jump the gun. Okay, but if the line is three and a half, oh under. I don't think four is going in the first round. Like the Falcons and the Saints and maybe the uh, Lions. I mean, it's the quarterback. Yeah, that's the exactly. Thing. Like, you the thing just don't, that you really seven don't could go in the first round. <laughs> oh, no, that for sure won't happen. All right, mock draft two done as far as the NFL first round is concerned. The real deal happens. Thursday night at 8 p.m. We got a ton of coverage on SNR and ESPN for you. All draft long, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We won't talk to you guys until Friday, until after the first round. Correct. We'll be back doing some episodes then. We'll recap the first round pick, kind of look at what they can do as they head into the weekend. But tune into all that great coverage on ESPN on SNR. We will be your best source for Steelers information when it comes to this 2022 draft. For Jacob Brecht, I'm Tom Opferman. We'll talk to you later on in this week. Enjoy the draft. And this was the Steelers Standard.